welcome to Star Girl Podcast, Episode 7 for Shiv Part 1. This is Angie, and I'm here with Lizzie. Have there's so much to talk about again with this episode, but I think Lizzie and I wanted to start with talking about just Courtney's general dumbassery. <laughs> yes. uh, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> right. I mean, and you know what the worst part is? That we had that moment with her at the end of last episode where it felt like she was growing and that she could go into a leader. And I mean, I know she's a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't expect her to just, like, get it right away. But, like, she just went back to, like, the pilot. You know, change is really fluid. Like, you don't expect change to be immediate and consistent. So I get it, but it doesn't make her any less frustrating for me. Um, I think the final straw in the episode is when she destroyed Pat's precious arts and crafts that he set up as a team activity, like the good (laughs) den mother he is. How dare you, Courtney? Yes, and then she thought that the team was going to be on her side, and everyone was like, shame, Courtney, shame. And then... And then she still didn't learn from that. She went on to be more Courtney. It's like um, earlier when I when we watched the episode, I messaged Angie and I said, like, every episode, this is a summary. But Pat says, Courtney, no. And then Courtney's like, Courtney, yes. That's it. That's the episode so far. It speaks, though, to the complexity of her character. Because for a while in this episode, it seems like Courtney's real superpower is actually befriending people. Because she's able to, like, kind of uh, really kind of, like, get along with Cindy, who's, like, notorious for being unapproachable. But somehow they work together. They do science together. Cindy, like, goes out of her way to invite Courtney uh, to her house. Was it to her house or just, like, to go out on Saturday? Whatever. But then all that gets messed up, obviously, at the end of the episode. So we have this thing where Courtney is so likable. She's so approachable. People just love talking to her. Boys get crushes on her, which we saw in this episode, too, (laughs) which we'll talk about as well. But at the same time, she just keeps making the same mistakes over and over. I told Lizzie before we started recording was Courtney reminds me of one of those, like, adorable new puppy dogs and you love them so much and they're so cute and they're so energetic but they keep getting into trouble and they keep making messes so you're like constantly like oh you're so cute i can't stay mad at you (laughs) right um i mean i think because we're doing a podcast about Stargirl, we have to keep talking about courtney being a dumbass and because we have to point it out but i actually do think the show should probably not stop with Courtney being a dumbass anytime soon. Like, I understand in a narrative sense why it's going on, and I sort of appreciate that we're telling a story about teenagers, and that's what these four kids are. They're like chaotic teenagers with newfound abilities. We can't expect them to know what to do right away. And it's also a little too much to ask for Courtney, despite what's happened with Pat, for her to somehow find a way to flip a switch and see him as an authority figure and respect him completely like we want her to because we see Pat from the outside. But for her, as someone who never had a dad or a male 
parental figure in her life. I assume it's super hard to even get used to the fact that he's there and he's actually someone who wants the best for her. Mm-hmm. Kind of so, similar. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, no. I just, in, in a way, like, as, I just want people to know that as much as we complain about Corny being a dumbass, we sort of understand. We were teenage girls uh, at some point, and I don't think my teenage girls can be um, remember some years where I made the best decisions in life. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's all a part of keeping like a level of realisticness, if that's a word, to it. Because, like I said before, like it takes time to it takes time to make any change happen. It takes time to really get into training and just figuring out who you are and how you work with people and keep in mind like people are doing this way old like way after high school she is only 16 there's so much for her to learn still so i can forgive her because she's an adorable little puppy dog yes and and an adorable puppy dog that was wearing at the beginning of the episode and a shirt that says empower women shine and who said good morning to the staff like she was talking to her best friend in life (laughs) like how adorable was like good morning to you and i was like oh my god she's like she has like a golden retriever with a lot of energy she's like a golden retriever with like a splash of disney princess like how they just wake up so happy with the birds singing and helping her get dressed (laughs) like that's how i i imagine like the staff kind of like helping her do her morning chores (laughs) right (laughs) like a princess like like the animals and in uh snow white exactly maybe barbara will walk in and the staff is doing the dishes who knows (laughs) oh god (laughs) <laughs> um, and now that we're talking Barbara um, I felt like the family dynamics like they felt they were getting better and then this episode it all got tense again um, I can f- see Pat going I should tell Barbara and then you can also see how like the fact that they're keeping secrets sort of got Pat in trouble quote unquote with Barbara as mm-hmm. you can see they have really not discussed as much as we would want them to how they're going to deal with co-parenting Yes. And as a side note, when Pat tells Barbara, you look beautiful, I kind of just like took a mental picture of what that looks like just to bring me happiness in my day to day life. (laughs) Like he's telling me that I look beautiful. Yeah. Like you said, with the family, like clearly there, there is not as much communication as you would want in a family and throwing superhero secrets into the mix, it's going to make things strained even more. So we get that scene with Mike. Right. Basically like his dad, he's like, no, this is my dad. You guys are spending a lot of time together, but just remember like he was my dad first. And I went through things with him that you have no idea about. And you're like, huh? But like, You've also been hanging out with Barbara, right? And you like prepared a little snack pack for her before she left for her trip. So, is that kind of hypocritical, dude? I think it is, right? And then I think Courtney, like, she's a teenager, but like, I think she saw it for what it was because she tried to talk to him right away and Mike wouldn't. Mike's a kid. Um, and then she, of course, had 
20 other things to worry about. Her life is very complicated right now. She has to juggle a lot of things. Um, but I do appreciate that we're seeing sort of um, little hints to the family dynamic that might not be as perfect as we want it to be, even though it's much better than the other kids, because why were Beth's parents expecting her to make lunch? Oh Can God. you explain it to me? Like, did you make no. this lunch? I was like, what? Is she Cinderella now? Yeah. I mean, maybe. Is this show secretly full of Disney princesses? Right. Right? Because we had a Snow White moment with Courtney being happy in the morning and talking to her staff. Okay, we have the Cinderella moment with Beth. Like, did did you make lunch, Cinderella? Like, what? What is happening? Why would you expect your child to make you lunch? Like, I guess she had done it so many times that it became a force of habit. But my God, that was a weird line. I wrote that down too. It just opened, knock on the door of the bathroom to check on your daughter. It's like, are you okay? Did you make us lunch? It's like, wait, what? And that feels like such a reversal to me. Like, usually it's the kid who's like, hey, is lunch ready? Right. Parents, that was so, there were so many weird moments with parents in this episode. Whenever we start talking about Cindy, that whole, like, Stepford mom situation also very weird. Just lots of weird, like, and with Cameron and his dad talking about love even though his dad's a murderer, it's just all so weird. I mean, I weird. I think the show was trying, and I, I actually think they mostly succeeded, to be like, well, parents are parents, even if they're superheroes or supervillains. Um, mm-hmm. Parents will want the best for their kids, quote-unquote, because I think we can sort of put Dragon King on, like, a line there. I'm not sure what he was, um, because he did like experiment on her and his kid um but yeah there, there was some sort of a juxtaposition between dragon king telling cindy and then what pat was telling courtney and then the kids doing whatever they wanted not what they were being told um and then sort of we had icicle talking to his kid which god if he only knew i know God, I'm having heart palpitations here. There's just not enough people in Blue Valley. <laughs> so don't do this. Yeah, I mean, as much as Courtney is an adorable little puppy dog, so is Cameron. So, like, if I have to give up on my Yolanda, like, I'm fine Cameron being a cute little love interest for Courtney. But I don't know. When his dad's, when Jordan says, I am happy, do you actually think he is happy? No, I don't. I think it's a clear he is not happy and kid can see it. Which, again, it's weird. I'm not sure that we can tell where they want to take camera. Maybe it'll depend on how things are received. Because, I mean, we know he's got powers and we mm-hmm. know he could become Icicle Jr. But um, if we think about it, from all the offspring of the members of the Injustice Society, Cameron is the only one who hasn't done anything wrong and who's actually been like a puppy the whole mm-hmm. time. Um, so it's not like we can hold what his dad did against him at this point. He hasn't done anything. Mm-hmm. Did you get the sense... Well, okay, for the trip that Barbara is going on, are we to understand that Jordan is also going on the trip or is Barbara like going as a scout? 
I thought they were going together. Okay, I mean, so I keep, I keep expecting if, something weird to happen. Exactly, because if they're going together, right? Like, there's this whole like thing in the episode about Barbara's going on a trip for work, Jordan's going. So why would they have Cameron be like, "Oh, you should find love too and be happy too, Dad," when he's about to scuttle off with Barbara to do this? trip like this turnaround weekend trip or whatever i don't like that no i don't either if anyone hurts my man pat <laughs> there will be help pay i i think powers are not i also think it puts barbara in a super weird position like she i mean i think she clearly has no interest in jordan but like when it's your boss and you're in a work trip, like I just I I, I hope they don't really go there or if they do it's I something hope not subtle. Too. I hope it's just a fake out. I hope it's just for us to like feel uncomfortable, but they won't actually do anything about it. Cause that would be that's exhausting, especially in these times when we know like so much harassment around the workplace has come out recently about like what women go through. So I hope they don't go that route just because like we do need a bit of an escape from that in our fictional worlds, you know? Right. And then this this show has been so far such a like ray of sunshine. I was thinking about Pat in general, like the new Bruce Wayne. He's just adopting teenagers <laughs> giving them a purpose and then showing them the meaning of family while like he's gonna make his own little JSA family and I I mean he was trying Courtney didn't like really let him she just like ruined the whole vibe that he had which oh Courtney that's just poor Pat that's <laughs> having kids I guess um I don't know we don't know yeah um I think the interesting thing with how Courtney reacts to being on a team, we see the connection between she and uh, Shiv or Cindy because it's clear that they're put they're setting them up to be kind of foils of each other, yeah. have a lot in common. Like they're both not ready to be a part of the, of a team first, and second they still are both figuring out how to fight. Although I don't know, Shiv seemed pretty strong in her fight skills at that end battle. So maybe not as much fight training, but they're both still very green. Like even though they're fighting for opposite reasons, they're both very green. They both don't know how to be a part of a team yet either. Yeah. I I think the thing I appreciated that they gave us some depth, to Cindy I think she was a little too one-dimensional before so I I did appreciate it I especially appreciated the fact that despite the fact that they gave her depth they weren't playing that well maybe she's not evil no no she was she just Mm -hmm. has everyone like even the villains have reasons why they do things but now that you just said that the comparison I think uh, that's when we're gonna see the difference that it makes to have a parental figure that is supportive like what what's the difference between Courtney and uh, Cindy in this moment that mm-hmm. um, Courtney has Pat and then Cindy has Bull Dragon King. I mean, it's not even in the same ballpark as us to what, like we see that in this episode that Courtney messed up. Um, Courtney messed up. She made the wrong decision and she got hurt for it. Um, but she's got Pat to sort of, help her and she's got a team even if she doesn't know how to be part of a team 
she's got a team. Uh, so she has people. And then Cindy, on the other hand, does not. And I anticipate she's going to be in a world of trouble for the decision she made. Mm-hmm. And imagine, like, back to your point about how Courtney has Pat and Cindy doesn't really have a supportive father figure. Imagine your dad telling you, you are my greatest experiment. Right. What kind of line is that? And the other details that we get about her dad, we doubt that his dad that made Cindy date Henry. So that kind right. of explains like what we were saying. Um, I don't know if it was our last episode or two recordings ago where I was saying how it's weird that like there doesn't really seem to be a reason for Cindy and Henry to be together and like each other. And I don't really see them being cute together. Well, it's because her dad forced her to go out with him for what right. reason we don't really quite know yet but it's there's definitely more depth to her than just being the mean girl which i appreciate yeah i mean i think they needed brainwave for he sort of says that they needed brainwave for something and he's expecting henry to have the same powers it seems like a little bit of a flimsy reason to be like date him but i mean maybe they feel like they need henry jr and but, like, she's not even doing a good job of manipulating him or whatever, if that's what she was doing. But but I was going to ask, did, did it feel to you in the conversation between Dragon King and Cindy, did it feel to you that she might have killed her mom or something weird happened with her mom? Because Something happened with the mom, and I, I couldn't figure it out either. Like, I was looking at, like, the costume, that because they kept having that costume in sight before she put it on. So I don't know if that also had to do something with her mom, like, maybe her mom was a fighter too and who knows what happened but i i couldn't figure it out i don't think there were enough hints no there was just like a throwaway line about like that was an accident or like some they she didn't mean to but like that's i mean there's clearly a story there um which contributes to her whole issues um and i mean dragon king seems like I mean, I'm not gonna like. I'm sorry, Icicle, but like, I'm I'm gonna say it. Dragon King seems like it. Will, he worries me more than Icicle does. Oh, yeah, sorry. I think uh, as far as like the worst dad award, he Dragon King definitely gets it. Um, I he just seems to have no real relationship with his daughter he clearly did those experiments like those experiments that we had talked about in the comics were confirmed in this episode too with we see that like knife coming out of her arm right so we know that there was definitely some of that from the comics that was brought into this um at least icicle you know gives a pretense of caring about his child's life um cindy's dad basically is like go out with that guy Right. Don't break and, up with him. Right. And he also says something like, if you're unhappy, buy some clothes or throw a party. Like, that's all she can do. Um, yeah. He doesn't seem to have any respect for her. Um, but they've always sort of, um, I mean, ironically, I think, other than Dragon King, I mean, the parents we've seen from the Injustice Society haven't been that bad. I mean, I'm not saying, um, I mean, Honestly, like, it, aren't Sportsmaster and Tigress better than um, 
Yolanda's parents right now. Oh, so like sure. also <laughs> podcast update. Actor Neil Hopkins, who plays Sportsmaster, uh, is now a follower of this podcast. If he's listening, basically by you following us, you're saying that you're adopting me, which is everything I wanted. I cannot wait to be really fit and have my mother be Tigress. It's going to be great. I'm happy with my new home. Yes, we, we had a little bit of a freak out moment when we noticed. So thank you for that. Thank you for the follow if you're listening. Also, I'm sorry if this made you uncomfortable with me saying I wanted you guys to adopt me. It was a joke, kind of. <laughs> but it, it's actually a testament to how much we enjoyed um, Sportsmaster and Tigers, which we will repeat, never thought it was going to happen. So, I mean, just that one was a win. It, it really was. It really was. And I'm I'm really glad that we have so many shades of villains and so many shades of heroes and right. all these different relations, like all these different types of family relationships and quarrels that we have, regardless of whether we're heroes or villains. I really do appreciate that. My only concern is we just keep getting more characters and I don't know how they're going to possibly balance everything as these seasons progress if they keep bringing on new characters in the way that they are yeah you're right uh, like at some point we're gonna need like three spinoffs to even like keep track um <laughs> totally. I, I i hope they they find a way to sort of i mean i know this episode was called shiv and then we have part two um but i, I really do want them to i hope the JSA episode wasn't the only one that's going to focus on them because that really little montage we had at the beginning of the episode when Rick comes in and he looks at Corny and they start walking together and then Yolanda comes in oh. and then that, I was like yes my yes favorite. the high you. school hallway squad walk right? it was so good it gave me so many feelings I was feeling like Rosa in that episode with the dogs <laughs> like like if you they're my babies I just had they them for a few weeks but if you heard them my favorite moment is that Rick makes space and he like steps back so that the girls can be up front. I right. love that. Right. Oh I, my, my heart. I have actually, I don't know what happened. It's been two episodes. I really did not enjoy Rick in episode five. And I, I even though maybe because we didn't get so maybe because this episode was not angry Rick. It's like he dialed it back. Mm-hmm. And then he was like a little sarcastic, but he even sort of half smiled at one point. And I was like, oh, do your muscles work? Like, can you <laughs> smile? I didn't think you could. I'm so proud of you, Rick. Yeah, I guess we're Rick fans now. And it only, it only took two episodes. Right. It only took him respecting Pat and being like, I mean, I think he learned from getting his ass kicked last episode. Um, he, I think he took that lesson better than Courtney apparently did because she's gotten her ass kicked a few times. Yeah, and she's still being Courtney. Yeah, but this latest ass kicking um, <laughs> is oh, a new level of ass kicking. Um, oh, also we forgot to mention that Cindy can regenerate her face. Right, that she's got what? super cool actually. Um, what else the the real question is what else can she regenerate 
Like, yeah. what if what if you cut her hand? Is it gonna pop? Like, we don't know. Like, what is the reach of her powers? Is yeah, she basically but, destructible? Yeah, I mean, what kind of experiments did her dad do on her that she can regenerate? That is, I don't think we saw that in the comics. In the comics, she was more of like a Swiss Army knife type of experiment. Right. This yeah. seems to be like elevated a bit more. Yeah, and then she the the fight. I was gonna say, I, we haven't really talked about the fight fighting, uh, but the fight sequences I think have been the best the Arrowverse has oh done. My gosh, like I they were hundred percent agree. Good. The fact that they both had, like, staff sort of weapons made it even more exciting. I was thrilled the entire time. Yeah, and and the whole Shiv visually, I mean, she was always a character that I thought was going to translate better visually. But she still looks super cool. Like, the first shot we get of Sydney in her outfit, Mm -hmm. super cool. It's like, wow. Yeah, I think we have, I'm going to say it, the best fight we fight sequences and like the best costumes i think in the arrowverse i agree if they right like they're actually flattering for these girls it's great if they pull off sportsmaster i believe now they can pull off everything so bring on whatever character you want i will now give you the benefit of the doubt okay um exactly um so yeah so the the fight sequences are have been super good and i think um i mean that ending i mean i i think what we're supposed to get out of it is i mean they're both in trouble in different ways we all obviously know that despite the visual of bad holding courtney at the end courtney is not dead because the show is called star girl she's banged up and she got her ass kicked um I mean, that's what happens when you don't listen and you start going through walls and then the walls close and you're like, okay, it's fine. I'm trapped here, but who cares? I'm Courtney. Like, what is going on in her mind? I know. Just listen a little bit. Just a little. Don't always follow the bad person on their turf. Right? Hero rule. Like, it's like it's in top 10 hero rules. Right, and then she has the staff having to try to save her. Like, the staff's like, Pat, here, come. Oh, my gosh. My emotions during that, the staff continues, I think, to be my favorite character. (laughs) Other than Hootie the Owl, the staff is my favorite character. How it just goes and tries to retrieve Pat and, like, point him, like, "Mm, over here. (laughs) So adorable. Yeah, so cute. Um, and I, I think we we talked about him a little bit, but we, I think we before we go into sort of the big reveal or the big thing that people might not know about the episode with it has to do with the janitor. And we'll get there. I, I think we have to talk a little bit more about what they might do with Cameron mm-hmm. and Courtney going forward because they hadn't introduced a love interest. And I appreciated it. They took seven episodes. If this is what it is, I'll still give you credit because you took seven episodes. Um, and again, if they're going to introduce us some sort of like um, enemies, but really lovers trope, I'll take this over um, Yolanda and Henry. Please. Oh, for sure. I will absolutely take it. But then again, this is just, it's going to be a mess. We all know it's going to be a mess, especially because Courtney 
like at least Courtney has like I don't know how they can recognize that hair, but we're not gonna go there because superhero. Um, but Courtney saw Cindy's face. <laughs> I mean, yes. I, so like I, she looked like she she saw Cindy and she recognized Cindy. I don't see why she wouldn't. So you know I what I love? I love the confidence of Cindy being like masks. Nah, f masks. I'm just gonna go for this. Like I, respect for that. But now they definitely know who the other person is. Right. I mean, Courtney knows. I, I I also think at some point I'm thinking it can be such a leap to be like, well, if this is a Shiv, then her dad, like, it's going to be easier to connect. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to take them that long to get to, I mean, I think Sportsmaster first, but like Icicle, for example. How long will it take? Like, can you imagine... Pat finding out that Jordan is icicle just as Courtney and Cameron are going to like the ball or whatever. The, the dance. ball. Oh, I was like the ball. Like, <laughs> because we were talking about Disney princesses, but whatever. But like, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's a TV show. So something like that's gonna happen. Oh, yeah. And it's going to make school extra awkward once you know that like at least one person in your school is a person who literally tried to kill you um it would give me a good reason to not go back to school i can tell you that much um and since so shiv knows star girl is courtney which means the isa will know that star girl is courtney unless shiv decides to go rogue Right. And like not tell them, which is definitely a possibility. But I think things are certainly going to come to a head in the next episode. Like right. people are going to find out for sure. Right. And I also want to talk about like, Pat, I always defend you, but you cannot go yelling Courtney when she's dressed as Stargirl. Okay. <laughs> we need to talk about this. Okay. Just yell Stargirl. Like, what are you? Yeah. Oh, Were you a sidekick, man? Did you? <laughs> This is why Starman died, Pat. Because <laughs> your big mouth. <laughs> what are you doing? Right. <laughs> Thankfully, we had a comic book character that we didn't, I mean, we figured he was coming, but we didn't know for sure uh, if he was coming so quickly. Uh, introduced in this, well, not introduced. The janitor has been around, I think, a couple of episodes. It's like the yeah, third episode. Yeah, just him. like, tottered around with his mop he has like a line or two yeah in the background um and he stopped being a background character this episode and for those of you who have not read the comics this is actually a big character or like i mean they're all big this is a jsa there many many comics they all get a moment to shine um sir justin is shining knight which Mm -hmm. is a a very, very good superhero name, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, better than Stripesy. <laughs> Much better than Stripesy. <laughs> oh, God. No one told him that Pat is now Stripe. So <laughs> <Pat>. <laughs> uh, yeah, with Sir Justin, I think if you're if you're kind of new to the Stargirl and JSA world, um, some things to know about Sir Justin. So if you don't want spoilers, please skip ahead. Um, he was formerly of the Seven Soldiers of Victory, formerly of the Knights of the Round Table, basically 
Merlin gives him cool armor and a flying horse. And yep. then um, let's all truncate it. He got Sir Justin gets frozen until the 40s. And then later, the explosion of Nebula Man causes his team, the Seven Soldiers of Victory, to be lost in time. And he becomes an amnesiac until the Stars and Stripe comic. And Sir Justin and Dragon King also have a history. So it's interesting that in the Shiv episode is when they introduce, well, not introduce, but give us more details about Sir Justin. I think that's also setting up the... Uh, Justin and Dragon King fight. I, I I also think he got his memories back at the end. I mean, right. he, he said Stripesy, so we're assuming that it wasn't just that he recognized Pat as the sidekick that he was, but that he mm-hmm. got his memories back. Um, hopefully he gets the horse back because, I mean, the sword by itself is cool, but the horse, the horse yeah. is next level. Um, like, give me a winged horse any day. Right. Right. That's cool. And um, I mean, this is good because the Injustice Society, like whatever plan Dragon King has, looks like uh, the JSA is going to need as much help as they can get, especially because, I mean, they're still kids. They can't even work as a team. And then at the beginning of the episode where Pat points out they don't even know their powers or the powers of the people that are fighting, they're all like, yeah, we know. No, they don't. <laughs> He's they like, no I know my idea. power. I'm strong for an hour. Like, yeah, okay, we get it. Um, what are you going to do the other 23 hours of the day, dude? Right? It's like, I can push things. It's like, <laughs> Rick, please. Um, I mean, and then um, they have no idea what Dr. Midnight can do. They really haven't, like... When asked, Rick says that Beth's power is that she can talk about everything. <laughs> and I mean, I understand feeling that way about Beth, but that is not actually her power. Or <laughs> that is not actually the way you use Dr. Midnight in a fight. She's not going to talk people to death. <laughs> right. Coming from two ladies on this podcast who certainly do talk a lot and probably do consider it a power, it's not the only thing that we want to be known for. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm sad we didn't get a training montage of the four of them together. Damn. Ooh, maybe the next episode. We did. We got a walking montage. I think training montage is next. Oh, walking. Well, I mean, maybe not next episode because we gotta fix the shiv problem first. <laughs> Although yeah. maybe they're just gonna like after whatever happened to Courtney, they're gonna have to at least Pat's already there. And so. Can you imagine how this is going to go? So Pat has to take Courtney somewhere because she's hurt. Mm-hmm. So he has to leave Mike there at the game and then leave with Courtney. That's going to go super well with Mike. Mm. Um, yeah. or, or is he going to call the team? But the kids are going to find out anyway. Right. And how, how is he going to explain the costume? Right. You can't show up at the hospital in a superhero costume, nor can you call, like, emergency services when she's in a costume. Like, that's the first problem, is, like, right. what is he going to do as far as costume? He can't very well change her himself, because, ew. So, right. what, so, what, so I, I would call Yolanda. <laughs> I would call her friend and be like, uh, or maybe she's, maybe we're assuming she's badly hurt. She might not be. She might just wake up and be like, ooh. What am I doing here? I got my ass kicked. I don't think so. Yeah. I think I think she's probably a little hurt at least. Um, but I don't think she's going to be 
so hurt that she's like out of commission the entirety of the next episode unless they do a little time jump like a week or something at the beginning um no because we have to see homecoming right a boy after the homecoming which means we're gonna see a school dance which is an episode that i always love on any show is when the characters go to a dance i'm all about it give me the outfits Give me so the awkward, bad. like, meet the parent with the, the corsage. Don't I can't meet, wait. Don't meet his parent, his father, Courtney. <laughs> do not. You do not want to meet God. The father in love from hell. God. Yeah, the worst. This is yeah, the, like, something's going to happen at that dance, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm thinking it might be what you said, that whatever Cindy knows, she's going to be like, uh-uh, she's my problem not yours mm. um it's gonna feel like she has to prove something um Ooh. It, it's interesting and then whatever happens might in some way trigger henry because i think the next two episodes are brainwave junior brainwave, oh. brainwave, yeah so whatever happens might end up i mean we all knew Brainwave was going to wake up, right? I don't think any any of us expected him to be asleep the entire time. So, yeah, the next episode is called Brainwave. And then the episode after that is Brainwave Junior. Right. And we know. So if I'm remembering correctly, Brainwave knows that Courtney is Stargirl. Right. Brainwave. So that can also that can also cement like just her identity is going to be out the window in this first season for sure. Right. And then, again, if the bad guys know, like, I don't even know how you deal with it. Um, because it's interesting. I don't think if Brainwave knows, he's not going to tell everyone. So they're all going to know. But I am 150% sure that there's no way we're going to end the season and the new JSA is going to be the entire Injustice Society. That's not going to happen in season one. No, especially since they still have their secret weapon grundy down there just ready to go whenever they need him right and then that's gonna make rick super happy oh god you know what we didn't talk about is how it seems that the berman house and the american dream are connected underground oh yeah you're right that's pretty cool like how they're they're like lair is like connected out to maybe it's even connected to the high school like like the roots of blue valley are like literally in villainy it seems which is kind of cool like as a metaphor it is it is it's super cool um and i'm just worried now about what they're gonna do everyone will know like i think once they know it's corny the rest of the JSA falls like that. I mean, Courtney doesn't have many friends, you know? We didn't even talk about, like, when the principal finds out. Right. How's Courtney going to get anything done in school? She's just going to automatically be in detention for the rest of her life. I mean, I don't... Would it be the kind of situation where they... It'll be like a stand-up and everyone will pretend that everything's fine? Um, while they go, I don't know. I mean, it's super interesting that we don't know how they're going to handle the fact that 
everything's and then what what that means for Pat um, because I think it's very easy to tie Pat into it and then Barbara's working with Jordan so mm-hmm. how long till Barbara gets in another different kind of trouble not just Jordan possibly like being like how are you doing but worse trouble um I don't know I like how this season so far is always like even in an episode like this one where we seem to get a lot of confirmations of things that we suspected they're always advancing it along like they're always putting more dominoes in the line right and we're all just like waiting for that first one to fall so that all of the other ones fall maybe we do have to wait until the season finale for that big moment Right. And then um, we have a couple of episodes. We have to finish ship part two, but then we have Brainwave, Brainwave Jr. Then we have an episode called Shining Night. And then my worry is that the last two episodes are called Stars and Stripe part one and Stars and Stripe part two. Mm. Uh, can you imagine the week bef- between Stars and Stripe part one and two? It's probably going to be painful. We're going to have to go see a therapist, I'm pretty right. sure, right. just to deal with the emotions of it all. Yeah, and then I'm starting to worry now. Like, when we get... This is, like, basically the middle of the season. So now I'm going to start to worry about how the season is going to end and the time we're going to have to wait. Even though we're, like, experts at waiting, this is going to be more painful than regular waiting. Right, because we know how good it is right now, which makes it even worse when we have to wait. Like, me and Lizzie and our producer were talking earlier, and we were saying how, like... We're so grateful for this show because it gives us like something bright and fun to look forward to week to week, which is nice to have during times like these. We really appreciate like both the show, but also I think talking about the show has been really fun for us too. It really has. And especially like you said, in in the world that it seems we're living in and it seems we're going to be living in for a while. Yeah, and who knows when they're going to start filming season two. So we're just going to have to savor all of these episodes and pat moments for as long as we can. Oh, before before we sign off, I would like to point out that Mike actually got the paper route. <laughs> he actually made him get that job, which is, which is so great. I mean, I it, it feels with the revelations we got in this episode it feels like despite what mike says um there's a story that there that he feels like we don't know anything about mike's mom we don't know anything really personal about pat before he married barbara we know about his superhero business but we don't know what the story there is and it's enough of a story that mike feels like um it's me and my dad against the world and you are the world courtney so Mm -hmm. stay away um, which is like while everything is going on and there's the injustice society that's going to keep happening at home unless they just have a family meeting and are like, okay, we're going to explain this. He, I'm a superhero and Courtney hears also and then Barbara goes crazy and then and I would ground my kid. If my kid came up, it's like, look at my superhero costume. I'd be like, you're grounded? <laughs> Never going out of the house again, bye. So I don't care how cute your staff is. You're staying inside. It can yes. help you do chores. The staff's going to vacuum. You're going to clean out the fridge. Uh, and then and she'd be, uh, if I were Barbara, I'd be mad at Pat too. I'd be like, you're putting my kid in danger. 
which yeah. he basically knows he's doing it. He's trying to avoid, but still. Yeah, um, a lot of things are are gonna come to a head. Oh, I feel like I keep saying that too, but man, there is just so much that was set up in this episode. So have what eight? How many episodes this season again, Lizzie? Thirteen. So that okay. means we have six to go. Wow. All right. Well, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, I think we are pretty much done with this episode. We probably will have a lot more to say when we get to watch Ship Part 2. Yes, but in the meantime, you can visit stargirlpodcast.com for all the latest news about the Stargirl show. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stargirl Podcast as well. Subscribe to Stargirl Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, please hit us up with some five-star reviews. Don't forget that we're part of the DCTV Podcast Network with podcasts for all the DCTV shows at dctvpodcast.com. Follow the network on social media at DCTV Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And last but not least, subscribe to our mega feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. DCTV Podcast also has its own tea public store, so if you're interested in DCTV-related merchandise, click on the link in the show notes and get some awesome gear as it does help support the network so we can continue to make these podcasts. If you have any questions and thoughts about Stargirl, email us at stargirlpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a message on Twitter. See you later. Bye.